Wait, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Mr. Maroche, I'm Susan Arlene. I'm a writer for The New Yorker. It's a magazine that... I'm familiar with The New Yorker. The New Yorker, yes. The New Yorker, right? Yes, that's right. Just won 16,000 rupees. That's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. exact same bathing suit I wore like three days ago to the beach but I said hey why not give it another shot but while I'm at it I just wanted to let you guys know the five most important things that you need to bring when you go to the beach a towel oil sunscreen a dog and a hat I'm gonna go to my jacuzzi now the saga continues Wu-Tang Wu-Tang of course a news story tonight as we showed you earlier Justin Turner we announced when the show began Justin Turner was pulled from this game uh, just before 10 o'clock 9:49 local time in Arlington we were told after the game he tested positive for COVID so this is Turner obviously informed okay he goes back he finds out uh, well at some point afterwards he was back out on the field Position and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow tea. 
a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. John Reed, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby! Season finale, baby! We're all gonna die! <laughs> oh, just kidding. I'm not, I'm just kidding about we're all gonna die. We're, if, everything's gonna be okay, right? Or is it gonna be spooky? Happy Halloween, everybody. Halloween sucks. It sucks to me now. I remember when I was a kid, I, I loved Halloween. Dressed up like the devil one year. Like Robin. I, of course. Mets fan. Never going to go for the, the top tier. I'm going to go for the underdog. Robin, not Batman. Never even thought about dressing up like Batman. <laughs> I like Robin. I like the colors of Robin's outfit. My mom made me a a great Robin costume. Enjoyed Halloween. Still, like, I think in college. Dressed up as the sunset one one year. That was pretty cool. High concept. I had a reflection of my face in the sea in my shirt. And I painted my face orange and then had an orange version of my face reflected in, in the sea that was my t-shirt. How's, how about that? I was a man in the moon one year. I built a big moon out of pizza boxes, cut holes in it, kind of put my head through it like I was, I was like in one, of, in one of those in the stocks, like at Colonial Williamsburg. And then that was about it. And now, and now I've put childish things away. But um, happy Halloween nonetheless. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it now. Oh, that's still kind of too hot to drink. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation, why don't you? On this Halloween season finale pre-election, super high stakes edition of Race to the Bottom. How about that mashup? We heard from kind of a, as a set piece. Was that would that be the right term to use? We heard from Tony, Tony, Tony. If I had no loot, what out of day? What out of out of day? Hey, right. Song reminds me of my friend Marcus Williams from back in the day. We both loved that song. We would sing it at. 
in computer class and Synergy class. I've talked about Synergy before. And our Mr. Woodson, our Synergy teacher, would he was a big fan of Garth Brooks. I guess Garth Brooks had his big album. And he would play a lot of Garth Brooks while we were practicing our typing and coding. And I would beg him to play my Red Hot Chili Peppers cassette of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And he did once, I think. And then he heard the lyrics and he put Garth Brooks back on. We heard from Joe Biden. You're getting nervous, man. Why, 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 why? Because I am getting nervous, man. We heard from John LaRoche. It was about this time last year that I did my whole episode on adaptation. I might need to re-air that at some point. Maybe if we go into martial law next week and I'm unable to record... I'll put on the adaptation because we'll have to ad- adapt to the military dictatorship of the Proud Boys, right? We heard from Joe Buck and who's the other guy, Troy Aikman? You guys have heard how I, I can't stand Joe Buck on this show. I think he sucks. I think he's incurious, a know-it-all, and... Mr. Obvious at the same time, a front runner, and just a flat out bad announcer. But I did. They they were caught on a live mic talking trash about the jet plane display. I appreciated that. You went up you went up one buck. I'll raise you one buck, Joe Buck, in my personal estimation we heard one million rupees I never knew that it's rupees instead of rupees that's from Slumdog Millionaire we heard the saga continues Wu-Tang which I keep saying at work when I have another class <laughs> which I, I'm sure my co-workers appreciate heard from Britney Spears, who seems to be doing really well, talking about her beach tips, really connecting with what's going on with people right now. And we heard from the news of Justin Turner. Congratulations to the Dodgers and especially Justin Turner, who got taken out of the game for coming down with COVID or being diagnosed with positive COVID test being diagnosed with a positive COVID test in the third inning or something they took him out and then he came back out on the field and celebrated good for you Justin Turner former Met you're dead to me now because you're one of the many Mets many former Mets who got really good once they were left the organization I think your beard looks weird And for that, I do not apologize. But I do have something to apologize for, which leads us to our next segment of the show that I like to call Excusez-moi. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. 
Je suis désolée. So, my heart was in the right place. But I put out some fake news last week and said R.I.P. Keith Jarrett. He thankfully is still alive, but he suffered from multiple strokes. I got it wrong. Sending out healing thoughts to Keith Jarrett, who's one of my all-time favorites. And I apologize to you, the listener, and to the Jarrett family for my oversight. And I recommend that you listen to the Colne concert, Keith Jarrett's kind of seminal, all-improv solo piano record, which is essential listening for me throughout my life. It's good. And I have some other stuff to recommend, and that's why I had the foresight to create the part of the show you're going to hear now. It's called Recommended. It's a recommendation. So, Borat, subsequent movie film. I know it's not for everybody, but then again, maybe you're not everybody. That was my college's tagline. And it also (laughs) applies to Borat. I thought it was great. I thought that Sacha Baron Cohen used his satirical skills to go after some really horrible people. It's cringy, but it's, you know... The people who he's putting into these really uncomfortable situations deserve it, I would say. And his co-star is amazing, this woman from Bulgaria. She has more guts than Sasha Baron Cohen, I think. And I remember on, on the show, at some point I, I saw a clip of Sasha Baron Cohen infiltrating this alt-right rally and, and singing. And I said on the show, I disparaged Sasha Baron Cohen, I said, man... He needs to work on his southern accent a little bit better. But you know why he, it sounded... I said it sounds like he's doing Borat. He was. He was in character as Borat, imitating a southern guy. Very deep and meta. I recommend Sarah Cooper's new special on Netflix, Everything is Fine. It's nice and weird and great. Tons of guest stars. Sarah Cooper, one of the few people who had a great year this year, uh, she does these hilarious videos where she lip syncs with omelet bar and she's a national treasure and then i recommend to you this band that i just found out about but maybe you know knew about them all the time they're called krungbin so am i i don't know how to say this name it's k-h-r-u-a-n-g-b-i-n krungbin they're good and their album Mordecai. It's one of my favorite albums this year so far, and we're going to hear a song from it in our round of sound, which is imminent. We're going to hear Pelota from Kurangbin, and then I heard I heard a cover. So these these Asheville folks, some of which I am friends with, but the the main dude, I honestly never really liked, but they covered this uh, Beatles song, Long 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 which is on the White Album. It's one of my favorites. So I said, you know what? I, I need to put the actual long, long, long up up on, on this piece. So we'll hear that, and then I've got a treat for you, man. Two interviews back-to-back. Back. Been talking about it for a while. I got 
my friend Brian Demena, co-host of Giants Among Men on the show, along with my brother-in-law, Mark. Both of these guys are sports fans and in particular golf fans. And I challenged them. I said, guys, convince me to like golf. And you'll hear the hijinks that ensues. And then we'll talk to Amy, Amy Woe from Greckland Woe about their album Tucked Away and some of the great political work, human rights, people work that Amy's doing from from golf to community organizing. Race to the Bottom's got it all.
So we're here with I. This is I've been waiting for this to happen. The the long lost Demena. Yeah, you guys know on my show I've had like every all, all the Demena gang. <laughs> one. Now I've got the complete set. Uh, Brian, host of Giants Among Men here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my brother-in-law, Mark, is also here, and I'm putting the two of you guys together because i know you're both big sports fans and golf fans what's up guys not much how you doing i'm how are you so um brian why don't we start with you uh tell me and mark well tell tell mark about your about your show on 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 the station Yeah, we're uh, it's me and uh, my friend uh, Scott Ishi, and we are. It's a sports talk show. We're bringing sports talk back to New York City. Um, <laughs> and the uh, of Mike and the Mad Dog, two two gentlemen yelling at each other about sports. But it's on uh, Thursdays at six a.m. and then you can get it as a podcast Saturday mornings. Um, and it's like lean heavy in the Giants. We're both Giants fans, but it's also kind of a tour around. New York sports and the idea is sort of we'd like to be funny, have fun with it. We're not we're not the best Texas nose practitioners, but uh, you know we have a laugh. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. My wife is, as John knows, is from Manhattan, New York originally, and, and a G-Man fan also. So I I like to you know make a few jokes at her expense, especially <laughs> yeah. this, this season. So I, I when say. I have the bragging rights for because I'm a a Bears fan living in yeah. Chicago. So. Poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have the uh, we we have the Chicago New York connection going on, uh, and then Brian and I are both Mets fans. To continue the the uh, the punishment. Um, so much suffering. I yeah. like don't remember what it's like to root for a team that was good and successful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys. As far as you know, the Bears haven't won a Super Bowl since 1985, and I was I don't know three years old, two, two at the time. So I don't really count it since I don't remember it. So I'm still kind of with you on that. And then 
I'm a White Sox fan, so at least we got that 15 years ago. But other than that, um, well, the Blackhawks, we've had a lot of success. But the main teams I enjoy. The name of our show, Giants Among Men, actually comes from, that was the name of the the, uh, yearbook video for the Giants when they won the 1986 Super Bowl was Giants Among Men. And I watched that thing like a thousand (laughs) times when I was a kid. Um, and I, I always remember it was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, similar. We had the, the Super Bowl shuffle. I think I still have the VHS tape, and um, I used to watch that. So definitely feel you on, on the old school videos there. So we both, uh, as baseball wise, we all picked the kind of off-brand uh, team from our city. We got White White Sox and Mets represented. When you know. Uh, we didn't go Cubs or, or Yankees. Why, Brian, why didn't you go Yankees? Just because your fam? Why did your 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 dad? Why was he a, a Mets guy instead of a Yankees guy? He's, he's in, born in Mount Vernon, right? I know. You know, it's like it would have been so. My life would have been so much easier. The Yankees <laughs> were just sitting there. But you know, the reason is my dad was a New York baseball Giants fan when okay. he was growing up. He loved Willie Mays, and then they left town, and he hated the Yankees. But when they so when they left town, he basically just was a National League baseball fan. So when the Mets came around, he decided to root for the Mets. Okay. Yeah. I've said it multiple times, but if if I could time travel, I think I would go back to New York or just stay in New York. It's just you know it wouldn't be that expensive of, of time travel but just go back to like 56 or 7 and and go and see the the dodgers the yankees and and the giants and then go see some jazz and then have like a like a, uh, yeah, a fancy so meal at that time like what what would be yeah. like a fancy meal go to go to the nicest place and in like i guess it would be french yeah, I mean, it's not even just that they were good. They were all so cool, you know? I mean, you had Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, the Dodgers, like, Sandy Koufax. That would have been, what a time to be alive. You know, except for the virulent racism and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it was great. Because of a scheduling conflict, we don't have as much time as I won. We're going to have to do a, a part two of this at uh in the next month or so but we have like five minutes and i want to just ha- get you guys to go back and forth you guys can just tag team and and convince me because i want to like golf right i've watched a lot of sports during this pandemic and but i i, I need a way in so uh both you guys are are I, Brian, I heard you talking golf on on uh, Giants Among Men, and and you can talk the talk, and so can Mark. Mark's got a a blog, a golf blog, and Mark's a, uh, been golfing all all the time recently. He's he's trying to go pro, I think. <laughs> I don't know about that, but in my dreams, yeah. So 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 I'm just imagining you guys just uh, tag team wrestling style. Convince me, go. There's there's no other game that will provide so much discouragement and anger and frustration. <laughs> Is that a good start? But all, <laughs> as a Mets fan, yes, it's perfect. But 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 also, you know, you can't beat the the joy and uh, the re- 
the rewarding feeling when you know you execute a shot and when like hard work is actually paying off and when you shoot a good score and just being outside for four and a half hours with your, with your friends or even with a random stranger um, who you might get paired up with um, or even yourself I, I played a couple of weeks ago like three days in a row by myself and just you know having that time to yourself I think it's just uh, it's a great game a great challenge and on the course um, you just can't beat it and that, I'm obviously biased it's my my favorite thing to do but I think if you just gave it a chance and um, you know just got started and I guarantee you it's the cliche in golf but if you just hit that one good shot is that's going to bring you back every single time so you're you're kind of going from the angle that I, I to really get it I would need to maybe uh, play it a little bit is that what do you think about that Brian well, you know you start with balls like you know the thing is golf can be intimidating it's like fishing you know there's a lot of gear and it's like a mental challenge and a there's a it's a mental challenge and a physical challenge Mm -hmm. um and there's no game like it from that perspective and once you get into it yeah you're you're hooked for life and i like i like play a lot by myself as well in fact that's one of my favorite playing partners is nobody (laughs) um but like to play a lot of golf just be out there but again to me it's like the mixture of the physical and the mental um is why golf is such a great game and you're never you're never gonna master it and even if you're tiger woods or one of the best players they're constantly working at the game and i think he's got a quote like if you know you think you've got to figure it out then you might as well quit because that's just not the case and so it's just something you could you could constantly work at and you know a lot of people are like oh golf's so boring how could you play and watch and i don't think those people really ever gave it a chance so like brian said i mean i would just go down to you know once we can safely obviously with with the pandemic and stuff like to a driving range and just hit a couple balls and just when you start it's all about just having fun because um if you take it too seriously at the beginning then you'll probably get too discouraged to to play but if you're just having fun at the beginning then you know that's when you'll really get into the game and uh, you just keep learning as you go. It's the only sport that's doing better during the pandemic than pre. So for, for whatever reason, in these uncertain times, people are flocking to silly pants and, and golf. <laughs> Is there a Zen aspect to golf? A hundred percent. I mean, I actually, one of the latest golf books I read, is it's called Zen Golf. And it's all about, you know, channeling that internal calmness and you know like brian mentioned it's it's both a physical and mental challenge and i would argue even more mental or not argue i would just say that you know the mental side is is so big and you think about all these other sports a lot of them are reactionary like as baseball you see the you know the ball coming in you hit it you know basketball you're you're guarding your man and and reacting on how they move whereas golf you have this ball just sitting there in front of you and you you would think it should be so easy yet it's the hardest thing to do is hit a golf ball far and straight it's kind of like a free throw in that way like you wonder why people can't hit free throws and it's it's almost like because it's so mental right i i think the closest that i could come to is bowling when like you know you know how you're gonna 
you 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 bowl a, a strike perfectly and you're just like all right i that felt so good i just need to do that every time and then you right. get in your head immediately definitely like a short and a bowling ball it's very it's definitely similar similar mindset you're like why can't this this should be good every time <laughs> yeah absolutely like you yeah just putting like you're two feet three feet away from the hole and you think oh this is a piece of cake but then you got to factor in is it going to break and then you know is your putting stroke in in good shape are you lining it up correctly and i mean that's another option john you could just go to a miniature golf course and start yeah. it there i've done i mean i've done that and i have i've been to the driving range and i had a lot of fun but that was a long time you should ago. play with my brothers they got two very distinctive <laughs> styles but both <laughs> both effective okay <laughs> all right well i i gotta end it there i gotta have you guys back this is i i think we could talk uh sports for a long time uh tune in to giants among men thursdays at six thursdays at six or saturdays anywhere all right and thank you mark and thank you, Brian. I'll talk to you guys Absolutely. Soon. This is a blast. Let's do it again. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Well, I'm here with longtime friend and major component of both iterations of the show, but this the first time on the Radio Free Brooklyn edition, my friend Amy co-writer and performer of the best theme song any tv show or podcast or radio show has ever had i'd say how's it going it's going great i would definitely agree with the radio maybe podcast piece uh there's some great tv theme no oh, that's songs, yeah so that i wouldn't yeah. wouldn't deign to <laughs> but uh it was an honor it's an honor to have have that be a part of my body of work yeah yeah glad to be on this iteration yes and we played one of the tunes from tucked away last week i love your cover of alan parsons right yeah alan parsons project yeah it's so so random in a way but (laughs) so great and i recognize that the sound of that piano too yeah yep Right in our in our house, right. It was the central part of our our household, heart of our household. Piano. I was really excited to see that you guys put a kind of. It was surprising that you had a new musical project because I feel like that was in a way kind of um, you kind of put Crackle and Woe and, and the music to the side for a little bit, and then I saw that you had this this record, and I was super excited. Yeah, uh, we I did put it I did put it to the side, and then um, it was just interesting, you know, like when all of our lives were turned upside down by uh, becoming quarantined. Jason Crackle Crackle went from playing like five and six gigs a week to zero. Yeah, and like like the the day we started quarantine, he had a big CD release party with a band scheduled. Oh wow! So all of a sudden, he had all this free time, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what led to us recording because we just recorded it all at home, and and I was still working, but I you know have a lot of flexibility, so it it just was of that moment of mm-hmm. those first couple months, uh, like March and April or whatever it was, April May kind of time period, and that was. Yeah, and then we uh, 
yeah, we had it, and then we're just like, well, we did this. Let's 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 put it out, and and it and it's nice because we just put it out. Obviously, we have no career aspirations. I don't have any musical career aspirations. I don't really feel like he does either. I mean, he just plays music. We play music, but uh, we're using it as a fundraiser for two really rad. Uh, projects for young people in Asheville, young artists of color. Uh, one is the Delta House Jazz Band, and other is a project called Word on the Street, La Voz Los Jóvenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we just, uh, it's a it's a fun way to do a little fundraiser also. That's awesome. And so, and so the, the record is up on Bandcamp, and it's called Tucked Away, and all proceeds go to Word on the Street, La Voz de los Jóvenes, and Delta House Jazz Band. It's a five-song kind of EP, and I, I've been a fan of the sound that you guys get recording in your house for forever. I love how your house sounds. I did some recording there, too when you guys were out of town mm-hmm. for something yeah and it's it's something about that house and the sounds of of the recordings there are just great it's um continues on on this record yeah we're really we felt really it, it's just it's it's so nice and jason had a lot of time to you know t- tweak it and spend time with with put you know mixing or you know setting it up making it the way he wanted it so it was it was very satisfying there's eye in the sky which we played last week there's here heal the wound tucked away i'm here for you and straight and narrow way which you said i've never seen a credit like this learned from bob marley and the whalers that's uh i wasn't sure how old that song was it i couldn't find you know documentation of mm. you know if they wrote it or yeah you know, so that's so from an old recording of theirs. And so the three originals are are newer, are recent songs, or yeah, within the past couple of years. And I thought it was pretty funny to me that the tucked away song, which it was really about, like. Because our house, my garden gets really huge, and and like we really are, are like cloistered behind all of this foliage and and um, wildlife in the city. And so I wrote that song about being kind of in the house with Jason. And then it was like the it was almost like a a foreshadowing yeah. of the quarantine. I was like, oh, I already wrote a song about this. We're <laughs> we're living it again. But this yeah. is, I, so heal the wound happened. I wrote that last fall. Mm-hmm. After Jason um, had this crazy dental surgery, uh, unexpected, we were on a way to go on tour, and well, we were going to play a festival, but yeah. <laughs> we'd visit some friends in New mm-hmm. Orleans and stuff. But it was, yeah, sort of like a, like a, like yeah, just about fall. You know, the, the veil is thin, and, mm-hmm. you know, and he, not that he almost died, but it felt that way because it was like they literally like cut into his jaw, and it was intense. So yeah. that was that was that song is like almost exactly a year old. And then I'm here for you. I wrote right after his dad died, and his dad was the first like person close to me that I had that that and not only that had died, but that I actually like was there when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wrote that song for Jason. Like so, that one is the older song. And then you're also um, I wanted to ask you about La Cooperativa Colab- La Milpa. See, si, Collaborativa. Collaborativa La Milpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my main 
passion right now is working uh, in the Emma community, which is right outside the city limits of, of Asheville in Buncombe County. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I, I work for or with a collaborative of five organizations that are all immigrant, Latinx immigrant led. Mm-hmm. And over the past couple of years, they started working together to be a collaborative instead of being individual grassroots nonprofits that are were doing their own marketing and fundraising and mm-hmm. you know nonprofit compliance yada yada like combining their resources to support each other and to share resources so share things like my my staff time which i use to support all of their organizations mm-hmm. and they're doing a lot of work one of the organizations in particular is focused on anti-displacement and um, building into the solutions of like obviously everything the way we've been doing things is super broken yeah um, and doesn't doesn't center you know love and life and and people and, and the planet thriving and mm-hmm. so they do work around worker-owned cooperatives and resident-owned cooperatives they have four I think four or five cooperatively owned trailer parks Mm-hmm. Uh, resident owned and then doing work there's a early childhood education cooperative bulk food buying cooperative so just uh, you know the whole like every the whole ecosystem of this community is around how do we do things collectively so that we don't you know people don't fall through the cracks and that we're worker owners and so someone else isn't making money off of our labor you know that yeah. we're that we're owning our own you know, making, you know, the, the autonomy of that. And so it's, it's quite beautiful. That sounds great. Can you define displacement? I'm, I'm not as familiar with like that term. Yeah. I mean, they also call it anti-gentrification. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, okay. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when um, policies enable, you know, people with more resources, which, you know, based on how the system is set up, you know, it's going to be a certain demographic of people who come into a, it's, you know, I I think of it as like neo-colonialism in a way. You just come into a community and be like, oh, this place is run down. I'm going to like fix it up. And, and in the process, the people that were living there and, you know, having community there are displaced. Yeah. So, So trying to keep what you know feels inevitable especially in Asheville so that's like what's pretty like motivating to me having lived and worked in neighborhoods that have been gentrified mm-hmm. and have watched my neighbors and friends be pushed out you know this, this the scrappiness of no we're gonna actually create these systems to, to prevent this It was, it was such a pleasure to get to, to be a part of your your creative project. I love that Race to the Bottom lives on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, All thanks, right. John. Yeah. Have, have a good afternoon. Bye, Amy. Say hello to Jason for me. I will, and Maxwell. Oh, yes, and Maxwell. <laughs> okay, All right, bye. bye. People say the best place in Western North Carolina to get a muffler, a transmission, a timing belt, or suspension replaces Johnny's. Why? Because at Johnny's Automotive, they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Come down to Johnny's on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek and get your vehicle fixed right the first time.
clockwork thank you as always to johnny from johnny's automotive in western north carolina on the corner of crisco road and popular creek where they do the job right and check it that's johnny's way and you know the drill it's time for what in the crap what in the crap what in the crap so hopefully i won't have to talk about this dude very much more we'll see and hopefully i won't have to talk about stephen miller i got a double what in the crap read last night before going to sleep as is always great about stephen miller's plans for and i'm not talking about steve miller who i like from steve miller band talking about stephen miller the ghoul who's in charge of omelet bars immigration policies basically they're gonna they're gonna double down if if uh, Omelet Bar wins again. No birthright citizenship, much more difficult citizenship test. Zero refugee accepted. More deportations, just great stuff. And I would love to. No, I wouldn't love to, but I'm interested to hear what the actual rationalization for all this. Are you, does he just come out and say if you ask him that I'm I'm a white supremacist or or how does how does he rationalize it who knows hopefully we won't have to know but i say to you mr Ghoulface, what in the crap then the other thing i know that there was i didn't really talk about the debate which i'm sure really shook you to the core that i didn't do that but one thing that i kept thinking about and there's just so many things you know but Omelette Bar kept saying, and he said this multiple times, not just at the debate. He says, we have to open up our country. We have to open up or we won't have a country. What does that mean? That we won't have a country if we don't open up during a pandemic? What in the crap, man? I hope this is the last time that I address you as the president, Mr. Omelette Bar. But we shall see which leads us seamlessly to the part of the show known as Who Do You Want to Win? Who's Gonna Win? Who do you want to win and who's gonna win? Either next week, there's one of three options. Either on Tuesday, it's it's such a blowout for... Biden that he like wins Texas or Georgia or something and even if Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin haven't come back it's just a foregone conclusion that he's got it that's that's pretty unlikely or maybe are all the polls are wrong again and by the time we go to bed we realize that we are fooled once again and um, can look forward to another four years of this nightmare. What do we do then? I'm not sure. I'm not leaving the country. I guess I'm supposed to say, well, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. Who knows, man? Who knows? We'll have an idea. We'll have some sort of an idea by the time I talk to you next week. 
But what's more likely is that we'll go to bed or try to go to bed on Tuesday and we won't know and we won't know for sure on Wednesday and maybe it will still be dragging out by uh, the first episode of season five of Race to the Bottom. But you know, my daddy always, but you know, my dad always said to me, he said, Joey, you're only, (laughs) you're only as good as your last at bat. Is that what one of the things he says? He said, Joey, you're not better than anybody, but Joey, nobody's better than you. I voted on Wednesday. I walked to my polling place, which is about a half an hour walk one way. Stood in line for an hour and uh, got a little bit choked up in line. Cast my vote and walked back. Remembered walking back from the polling place in 2016. Seems like a long time ago. We're stuck in this moment of time, but then the way that it works is then you move through time and then things kind of unmoor themselves from the moment, like uh, Slaughterhouse-Five style, becoming unstuck in time. Remember that? So to answer the rhetorical question, I want Joe Biden to win, and I think he's going to win, but I'm not sure. And that has been the political checkup. Thank you, Johnny. And that's our show. If you're listening to this on your computer, consider downloading the app for the Android or BlackBerry. We've had a hell of a season four, man. Beginning of season four, we are doing March Sadness. And now here we are. Here we are. I don't know what song that was, but... Go visit the Wall of Lies if you can. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK. Sign up for the newsletter if you so desire. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. You can also drop us a few dollars if, if you would like on the station. And... Um, I'm getting nervous, man. Talk to you next week. Peace. To play us out from Tucked Away, Crickland Woe with Heal the Wound, and this goes out to Salim and Katie and the family. Salim's mom is in hospice she's a amazing woman and um and i wish her peace
Something 